If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Oh my God, world. You already know what it is. This episode of Gold Mines. God damn it, I get so excited when I say it. I get excited when I say it because I feel like you get excited when you hear it. And I feel like you get excited because you know what you're about to get. You're about to get gems. You're about to get great conversation. You're about to get information. Because that's what Gold Mines is built off of. Guys, what do we do here? We get inside the minds of amazing people. Some of the most talented, some of the most creative, some of the most entrepreneurial. I mean, the list goes on and on. And today's show will be no different. Wow. Today, man, I'm excited because I get to talk to a two-time Grammy Award winning singer. That's huge. Let's just hold on that for a second. Not once, but twice. I mean, I've done things once, but when you do it twice, that means it wasn't an accident. That's huge. That's big. An actress. Oh, my God. One of my favorite movies. Favorite. Favorite movies, and I do mean that. Dream Girls. And and here's the crazy thing, right? Here's the crazy thing. When you act and you do things and then you get appreciated and respected, not just from people, but like from the place and space of awards, well, then it gets different. This one here sure is an elite, an elite room. One of 17 people got this. She has an EGOT. What the hell? An EGOT. I wonder if I can get an EGOT, but I don't know if they give them out for uh, the Kids' Choice Awards. Um, you know, I'm big with the People's Choice. I'm big with uh, Nickelodeon. I'm real big with NAACP Image. I'm huge over there. I got shit, but I don't think that they, I don't think that any of mine falls in the space and place of an EGOT. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I guess I can start off by just saying this, this EGOT, this is a big deal. It's a yep. real big deal, right? And I mean, you're talking about a room of one in 17. What do the EGOT winners do? Do you guys have like a group chat? Is there an <laughs> email? Is there like a a, a a web a website that you guys check on and share? What's the world of like communication that you guys have amongst yourself, if there's any at all? Um, no, we don't have any of that. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> but I would love to get that started if I oh could. Um, the only other EGOT I ran into recently was John Legend, and we got to sing together, and and I got to look at his EGOT wall. Oh That's as God. close as it gets, I would say. And then actually it's I think it's 19 of us now because Elton John just won and became the 19th EGOT. 
you know what? On on a on a serious note, you know, uh, that's that's one of the pinch yourselves, right? I like, know. You know when something something of this magnitude, um, well, a you'll you'll forever be talked about in general, but an award of this magnitude, it's like you know, it's it's the it's the best of the best, and to be able to be a multi talented artist uh, and get real realized and recognized on the different layers and different levels, that's like that's a phenomenal thing. So I just want to take a moment just to give you, give you flowers, right? Thank like you. In, in conversations, just to say I'm I'm truly truly enamored by those that get to share that, and the fact that you do is dope as hell. So congrats! I know you hear it a lot, but I'm gonna say it again. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you so much. I received that. Thank you. Well, we got more to congratulate you on. So uh, before I get into that, man, I love to start at the bottom. Everybody wants to start at the top. Everybody wants to start mm -hmm. where the success is to date. But before you get to the success, you got a crazy road. You got a crazy world of ups, downs, good, bad, etc. Um, For you, why, why was it singing? And was singing the first choice for you? I was born into the singing, like a lap baby on my grandmother's knee in a choir stand. I come from a singing background, and that's what I always wanted to be. So at seven years old, I, I remember my mama saying, your teacher said, this little girl knows exactly who she is and who she wants to be. And I told my teacher, I was like, I'm going to be a singer, and I'm going to be rich and famous. Wow. And I knew at seven years old. And my mother used to put us like in curricular activities. My sister took tap dance, my brother took piano, and I took ballet. But soon as I fell in love with music, I was like, Psh. and that was at six years old. Listen, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Why? Why do you feel your mother was so like um, aware of the space and place of the extracurricular activity? You know, as a as a product of a household where my mom kept me busy. By the way, we didn't have it. So until this day, I think my mom might have been selling cocaine on the side because I don't you know, know where what? she got this money from. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know yeah. where she got it from. But, I mean, my mom had me in swimming, uh, probably one of the most expensive hobbies for anybody in the inner city because uh, we were a traveling swim team. Uh, like almost, almost, you know, on the standards of what a country club would be. It was like a boutique high-level swim club. So between that, between basketball, between football, uh, there was a moment where it was baseball. It was track and field. She kept me busy. Where do you think your mom uh, grabbed or gravitated? Why do you think she gravitated towards these particular activities for her children? What, what was it? Was it her background? Was she active in that space? She used to say, idle hands is the devil's workshop. And mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, you know, if you ain't sitting around doing nothing, then that's when you get into mess. So she always wanted to keep us active and doing something, you know, positive and and to help us progress. Um, so that I think that was really her main goal with it. And then she used to always tell us, whatever makes you happy. It was no pressure. It was no force to be like, you need to be this. You got to be that. It was just like... Whatever you're into, I support it. As long as you're happy, mama's happy. Well, let me tell you something. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that your relationship with your mother is extremely close. And I'm also going to assume that you could be a product of her because you hit me with two back-to-back. -back. Uh, <laughs> my mama used to say idle hands are a devil workshop. And then she said, if you ain't doing this, then you're getting in the mess. So when you don't realize the effect that your parents have on you, you slowly see yourself morphing into what they are and who they are. And when I hear you talk, there's such a religious, like, 
there's such a a, a church uh, a church presence mm-hmm. to you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about being okay. on your grandmother's knee and talk <laughs> about the choir. Like I'm just in listening in this in the brief introduction to our conversation. Um, do you feel that that's where the the real legs to the singing came and grew? Because you know, there's such a high level of support um, for the voice or the strong voice when you come up in that church and and you're you're around so many powerful, strong singers or or um, I guess you could say people that are doing it out of love and not doing it, you know, for the career of or the fame approach, like. It, do you feel like the church background sparked and enhanced your world of want to be a singer anymore? Oh, definitely. I mean, but that's what we do in our family. You sing and you go to church, mm-hmm. you know, and it was my grandmother used to line us all up. It's just now I got to toss it to grandma and have us all sing. And then she told Jason and Julia, now y'all just go sit down. Jennifer, you come here. And <laughs> before wow. I do it, I was uh, leading songs in the church choir that at seven years old. And then from there, in my school and stuff like that. And then that's when everybody's like, Jenny needs to sing. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, from Chicago, right, Jay? Yep. South side. Yes. South side of Chicago. Uh, so many success stories that have come out of Chicago. Um, you know, I think that when you are around hardships, when you are around the, the tough environments, you know, ultimately we always shine a light on the bad, but there's so mm-hmm. much, there's so much good. There's so much character building there. There there's, there's so many defining moments um, that you see later on uh, that you use as a catalyst, of course, to, to become what you are and who you are today. Um, what do you give credit to Chicago for doing? Um, I mean, when I think of Chicago, I think of my family. What I love about Chicago, I mean, it's full of great artists to look up to, you know, one. And then I've, um, what I want to say to that, like I've always had a lot of support there. And then my family's there. That's the base. Mm-hmm. That's the, the real. And Chicago itself, I always say I love to go home to Chicago because it allows my feet to touch the ground. I feel like I think we're very humble people and very realistic people. So that keeps me connected to my human and my core. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a person first. And I feel like it keeps you grounded no matter how much you succeed, no matter what you do. You know what I mean? It's like it, it keeps us really normal. And there you yeah, go. yeah. There you go. Your feet are always on the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get to the conversation of American Idol, you know, at, at your early years, uh, before success, you know, you got to talk about the work, how you were feeding yourself while staying true to the craft that you chose. Um, some of the early jobs, I know, I know you were doing like cruise ships in Florida, right? Which is crazy mm-hmm. because I share a similarity here with you. I remember when I was doing like ski trips, like some of my first big work for comedy oh. was when I discovered that there was a season where people took ski trips and the ski trips desperately needed talent. So as a comedian, uh, you know, through like the winter seasons, I was a traveling guy in the cold doing a bunch of comedy for people uh, in, in cabins, you know what I mean? In in like these weird cafeteria spaces, but I got like a fast uh, crash course lesson and, you know, being good or bad, but how to adjust you doing cruise ships. Singing on cruise ships in the mm-hmm. beginning stages. Like, uh, was it a great job or a nightmare job for you at the time? Listen, as, 
first of all, as you saying that, I'm like, man, how ain't found out about that gig? <laughs> okay, like <laughs> I could have sang them down. I was always looking for things to sing, and I'm still that way to this day. I don't care who I'm singing for, as long as Jennifer's singing, I'm happy, right? Thank you for listening to this episode of Gold Minds with Kevin Hart. You can catch the rest of this episode exclusively on the SiriusXM app. We'll see you next week for a full episode of Gold Minds with Kevin Hart. Gold Minds with Kevin Hart is a SiriusXM and Laugh Out Loud radio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, and Eric Wyel. Produced by Danny Sellers and Leslie Guam. And engineered by Danny Sellers. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.